nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Live from Lagos, Nigeria, this is The Drive Home with Bisea Adewale. Hello, listeners. Good afternoon, my ever-amazing listeners. Welcome to the show. Today, we are looking at managing large classrooms, the way forward, the possible way forward. The last show, we looked at uh, managing large classrooms, the harsh. Live from Lagos, Nigeria, this is The Drive Home with Desaya Adewale on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, Follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you. Providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out. Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. Witherslack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. 
This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In Bath, a new 10-week scheme has been launched to encourage children to become care home friends. It is aimed at children aged 5 to 14. The scheme has been introduced by care home friends and neighbours and is funded by Dunhill Medical Trust, the National Lottery Community Fund and the Department for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport. Director of My Home Life England, Tom Owen said, Intergenerational work can boost children's self-esteem, broaden their worldview and improve empathy and understanding of others. Both children and older people can get so much out of a relationship with each other, but their contact can be very limited. This project helps to build links with care homes, a part of the community schools might not otherwise engage with, and equally helps care homes feel more connected to their local community. We've seen so much joy, fun and energy in all our local projects, and we hope our Become a Care Home Friend Challenge will spread this even further. Disruptive behaviour. This legislation is out of step with the United Nations standards on corporal punishment and a recent review has recommended that this should be repealed at the earliest legislative opportunity. Rachel Hogan, the Children's Law Centre's Special Education Needs representative, has no doubt that the existing framework and guidance has led to instances where the human rights of vulnerable children have been seriously violated. The grievous impact this has had on the children affected, as well as their parents and carers, has now been brought into the public domain and acknowledged. Michelle McElveen, Education Minister, has said she endorses the recommendations in her department's report. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk about improving your skills. I listened to the morning show with Dorian Brown last Friday and he was discussing teachers' tech skills. I'm not here to start a discussion, that's his job. However, this week I investigate can you get better at tech for free? Is there any CPD out there that doesn't cost a fortune? The answer is yes. There's a lot of online self-paced courses out there and even some supported by bursary funding for cover to get you out of the classroom and trained in school time. So what did I find? Let's start with free training. Let's face it, the big three companies in EdTech are Apple, Google and Microsoft. So what do they offer? 
Apple Teacher is a free professional learning program designed to support and celebrate educators using Apple products for teaching and learning. As an educator, you can build skills on iPad and Mac that directly apply to activities with your students. Earn recognition for new things you learn and be rewarded for the great work you do every day. Sign into the program and work your way through the badges to get your Apple Teacher certificate. Google for Education offer a free training for educators. Courses range from beginner to advanced and there's also lots of courses on getting the most out of devices such as Chromebooks. They also have a certified program consisting of Educator Level 1 and Level 2. All resources are free, but if you want certification, it's done through a paid exam. You can also go on to be a certified trainer, innovator and coach. Microsoft Educator Center offers hundreds of free online self-paced courses for educators. All have a certificate attached and a badge that can be shared. There is also a dedicated educator pathway to become an innovative educator, trainer and expert. All of these are free. If you want to fine-tune a particular skill, there's loads of free training providers out there too. For example, Coursera is an online self-paced course platform that offers free training. If you want a certificate, you'll need to pay, but lots of courses are free and if you don't need proof of completion, go for it. Finally, there's lots of different hubs out there to provide bursary-funded CPD for schools, computing, maths, English and MFL to name a few. A great way to find out what's on offer is to contact your local teaching school hub as they will know what is available in your area. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Thank you so much, Veronica Idowu, for being here with us. So before we go into the discussion of today, we would like to know you more. Please introduce yourself, your teaching journey in particular, where you teach, what you teach. You know, tell us about the journey so far. Just us about it. Give us the story. <laughs> Well, it's really a long gist, but I'm going to shorten it. When I started the job in the private school, at first I was like, how will I cope with this school? I was not fully into teaching like that. So I was introduced to using smart board the first time I got in. So we're trained and then when the students resumed, there were about 25 in the class, in the classroom for the private school. 25 and I was just teaching, I think, four amps, GSS 1 and GSS 2. And I was I was just okay with it. I was teaching four amps about 100 plus when dealing with them, marking their scripts, marking their essays. I was good. But when I got the teaching, the public school job, hmm, it was the shock of my life. When I got to the school, and I was taken to the class. Ah, at first I was like, what is going on here? Am I going to teach the old school in a class? I was surprised, like, there were over 80 in a class. And when I got there, I was, I was scared. I was like, can I teach this large number of students? Comparing to where I was coming from, I only had, I only had 25 in a class. How will I teach these 80 students? So when the vice principal of that school took me, took me to the class and the, the children were just shouting, some of them were sitting on the ground, the class was tattered, not loud, 
um, doors everywhere. I stood at the entrance. I was like, how will I cope in this class? The mom was trying to tell them, stop making noise. This teacher is coming from a private school. So let her talk, this and that. I was like, oh God, I need strength. I pray for strength to be able to cope with this large number of students. And ever since I had to just map up, map up my plan to get it right. And since then, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I cannot say I'm perfect on this. I'm still working on myself. Mm, I can totally relate, uh, Veronica. So you said that you you were teaching 25 um, learners in the previous school yes, before you yes. moved to the public school. Okay, so is, yes. is that the yes. smallest size you've ever taught? Is that the, the smallest, smallest size? Smallest size, 25. Yes. Good, interesting. Yes. Well, mine was, I think, 15. So I think my yeah. smallest size was 15 or 12. So you can imagine moving from 12 to um, over 100 at once. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you said that um, the, your first, the first time you met the students, you had to ask yourself, am I teaching the whole school in one class? <laughs> you know, I just, I just laughed in my mind. Like <laughs> exactly. In fact, it's, it's, it's the first the feeling is is it's overwhelming because you you because of where you are coming from you're just wondering how feasible is this how feasible is yeah. teaching and yeah. learning in this environment and it it looks almost impossible but we've been doing it so how far how far have you gone now in the public school system you mean the the year I've spent? Yes, yes, so far. So Two far, years. how long have you been teaching? Wow, in the public school. So yes. for those two yes, years yes. now, you, you are still standing. You are still there. You've not crashed. <laughs> you've not. Uh, <laughs> you've not crashed and you've not left either. So what has been, what are, uh, what has been your coping mechanism? How have you been coping? How have you been surviving? How have you been thriving? Do you have any success stories despite all of this, you know, compared looking at looking back at how it was when you started and now? Do you have any success stories? How has it been? Has it made you as it uh, as managing large classrooms made you a better teacher or it has brought out the frustration in you tell us about it thank you very much well as i said earlier when i first got to the school i was lucky enough that let's say luck okay let me just say i was just lucky enough when we when i started in 2020 that was when covid19 came up and we had to switch to online lesson i think i was doing it so well because I was coming from a school, I was using technology and I was doing it well until we came back to the full learning um, system. It, wa it wasn't easy at first, but when I got to the class, the first class I taught, in fact, the old aunts I taught them, each time I go to their class, I made sure that I told them my rules. 
we gave we gave out rules to the extent that they were the ones bringing out the rules so that as such if you are breaking any rule it it wasn't make it wasn't made by me they made the rules we we set out the rules and the punishments to be given because this set of students can be so frustrating i think it's just their environment thing because some teachers will say that when they've been to a, private, a public school and it's far better than this place, though my own experience is different because I'm starting from that particular area. I don't know about other places, other public schools in other places, but it's, it, has been, it has been full of fear. But at some point, I had to just summon courage that I am the teacher here, so I have to set my rules and make sure I abide with those rules. And those rules have been working for me well. I've been able to manage my class. When I go to the class, I, just, I, don't, just, I don't just play anyhow. I let you know that I am your teacher here. Even if I'm giving you the chance to play out your rules as a student, I'll still let you know that I'm the manager of this class. And they have been abiding by the rules. I won't say they are scared of me, but at least they respect me as their teacher. No matter how small I can be, my stature, they still respect me as their teacher. And some of the teachers will be like, ah, Miss Odido, how do you do this? How do you control this class? I'll just tell them that it's God. Because <laughs> they are telling my father, yes. They will be surprised to say, ah, Miss Odido, you are in this class. They will think there is, the, the, there is one big person in the class. So you are the one in, the cl in this class. I say, yes. They will be wondering because how everywhere is so quiet, and they are looking so at, they are looking quiet. for the teacher. Where is the teacher? Where is the teacher? Oh, is I'm it this? So quiet. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the last exam they did, my principal was just going, supervising, going around, and she came to the class. She was just looking at me like, "You are the one in this class. No wonder they are quiet." Because I won't take nonsense, even when you have a large number in the class. Some teachers will be in the class, even there is one particular teacher that would, if I'm teaching in the next class and she's teaching my own class, which I'm the class teacher, once they misbehave in, the, in that class, she will now bring the students to me. I will let her know that, ma, you're older than me and you have been in this job before I came to this school. You should be able to manage the class. I cannot manage your class for you. I'm just this young person that is just coming up. So. You have to manage your class yourself. The children are always scared. They will not think, now. please don't tell me, please don't tell her, please. Because they know that I will always stand on my ground. Once they misbehave, and I've told you that this is what you do. What I would do when I, when I, came up, when I first came to this school, I would just tell them, if you are disturbing my class, you will write an essay or you write letter to the principal. But I'll make sure that you start somewhere. Sure you have you to write the letter. <laughs> I will not tell you to go and kneel down or to go and sit down. I will give you punishment that you will learn from it. Mm -hmm. But they are scared of doing anything like that. Mm -hmm. So they will not want to disturb the class. Yeah, I so get that. Been, I like it has, the... it has been like that all the way. Yes, I, I, I picked up two things that you shared now. You said one of the ways that you've been able to cope with the with the large classroom is, apart from the class rules, you also establish boundaries. 
Now, yes, that's yes. one thing that teachers find difficult to balance. So how can how can a teacher that wants to create a learner-centered environment, wants to create a friendly classroom climate, still make sure that there are established boundaries, still make sure that the, the learners don't um, um, begin to show some kind of behavior that makes the teacher look silly and makes the teacher look um, incompetent. So teachers struggle in that aspect. Too many teachers struggle in that aspect, especially teachers that have to handle large classrooms. They, they, are, they struggle with okay, I want, to be, I want to be the friendly teacher. I want to be the approachable teacher. At the same time, these students, I don't want them to take me for a ride. I don't want them to see me as someone that they can just behave anyhow when um, I'm with them. At the same time, I want them to be free. I want them to be expressive around me. And you've been able to establish that so far. So I think this thing works with consistency. As you as you consistently yeah, yeah. establish that boundary, you the, the learners begin to know when this is an excess. This is um this this is no 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 this is crossing the line. No, this is where this is where Miss Veronica draws the line. Mm -mm. So I I think it is over time. The fact that you want to establish boundaries does not justify you being a fierce looking teacher. You don't say because you want to establish boundaries, you now go to class always with a straight face. You know, I see your pictures online. I see your pictures on, on your WhatsApp status sometimes. And I'm like, okay, this is the teacher that the learners don't want to don't want to be reported to. At the same time, look at her around them. She looks like in fact, if someone does not look closely, nobody will even know that you are amongst them. Because you almost you are almost like one of them, so I think and nobody will even it will be difficult to believe that you are actually managing a large classroom. They will think of oh, uh, maybe she just has about ten learners in her class. You know, they will not know that you are managing about times two of the official teacher student ratio. So I like the fact that we've been able to. Um, you've been able to establish that and I would recommend that teachers should begin to use that to establish boundaries. I've seen a lot of teachers that they've lost that boundary. So they are the friendly teacher but you know learners now give them nicknames that do not represent them well. So you have learners calling them all sorts of names just because they've given the, the learners open hands in the name of managing um, large classroom sizes. Now, um, let's look at some possible solutions. You know, in the previous, in the previous show about um, harsh, uh, looking at harsh realities, we looked at how staggered attendance could be a possible solution, but I know that it has different implications. We're going to talk about all of that but before we get to that point um we we need to establish that large classrooms they are here to stay they're not going anywhere we'll keep facing large classrooms especially in the public school because um the government has said that the school gates should be open 
to everybody, to every child. The school gate should not be closed against any child. So we must accept every child as as long as they walk up to that, they come in through that gate, uh, asking to be um, registered, asking asking for education, requesting for education. We must attend to them. We must give them in a bid to leave no child behind. And so, uh, aside the other reasons that i discussed with veronica i mean with victoria in the last class your names sound really alike uh, in the last oh did i just say in the last class <laughs> in the last show that um uh some one of the reasons why we keep having large classrooms is that we the government has has created an open door policy for every child to to be welcome in and then this mentality that if you don't have the paper certification if you don't have the academic certification you are of no good in the society but reality has shown us otherwise but people are still yet to come to terms with this so everybody's just coming in and we also talked about how um this rule that no child of school going age should be found um, on the streets or in public when um when during school hours so it has made both those that want to learn those that are not interested in learning those that should be that should be acquiring a skill you know it has made everyone to just be in the classroom and we now keep having these large classrooms every session so now we are talking about we want to um, focus on possible solutions now we're not um, like victoria said in the last show uh, she said i i i suggested staggered attendance and she said she's not sure we are ready or we are there yet and i said okay we need to start if we don't start how do we get there we cannot just keep saying we are not there yet. We are not ready for that yet until we until we start. The pandemic already showed us um, something, and before we knew it, we already implemented staggered attendance, and it actually worked, even though it could have been better organized or better planned. So let's talk about this staggered attendance as a possible solution to managing large classrooms. Okay. We're not okay. we're not asking for the classroom size to be reduced. And then um, we're not even looking at building more schools because look at Lagos, for example, there's no space in Lagos. No space. I, don't, I, I believe you can agree with me. There's no space in Lagos. Everybody's coming to Lagos and most, most of the houses that you see, uh, most of the spaces you find are probably houses that have been demolished to now be rebuilt or um, conversion. So the, it's, it's, so the building was for a different purpose, then it's now converted to school purpose or a government taking over a particular area or space because there's no land. Everywhere is, well, every space has been occupied in Lagos. And so we find ourselves even building on water now. <laughs> so um, let's look at staggered attendance as a possible solution. Let's talk about what's, what's the um, what's staggered attendance all about and what are some of the implications if we decide to use staggered attendance what are some of the implications of uh, introducing or fully integrating staggered attendance 
in um, in um, managing large classrooms. First of all, I know that it means that students will not come to school every day. It means that uh, it means that students will not come to school every day, and it also means that parents would need to find a way to um, take care of their children when they will be at work. And their, yeah. and their children will not be in school. So let's talk about what's the staggered attendance at, at first, and then um, what are the implications of integrating it fully in the school system? Okay. Okay. Can I have the floor? Yes, please. Okay. Talking about the staggered attendance, it's just the method where the students will not have the full learning system. How will, will I put it? Sometimes they will be at home. Sometimes they will be in school. Why they are at home? I still feel that online classes should go on for staggered staff. So when some set are at home, some sets will be in school. It actually works well during the COVID-19. But some of the parents didn't allow it work because when we started the staggered um, attendance that those, um, those days, the students at home were supposed to be online having classes. And it actually worked for me because then I was able to use so many ways of teaching. I use different assessment platforms for them. Sometimes I would use, uh, I would get some videos on YouTube why I explain in the background and send it to the group. And they were able to learn from it from, as my explanation. And to assess them, I use um, assessment platform like um, the quizzes and the Microsoft forms and all that to assess them. Yeah. And they were yeah. able to submit their assignments. Sometimes they will say that they are not able to click on these, they are not able to, I'll give them directions on how to use those platforms. And also the parents, they allow, allow it to work because I remembered that there was a time they, one of the parents was asking the teacher, one of the teachers that, uh, you said that children should go to do online lesson. Who will buy phone for them? Who will subscribe for, the, for them? Mm, I was surprised, mm. like, how can you say this? They, they can actually to relate to that children. parents. Mm. They can actually buy a small phone, an Android phone, so at least use WhatsApp and all these mm. platforms. But Just about they setting their priorities. Is, yes. What they don't set their priorities right. What they do is they, they prefer to go for parties, buy clothes, and do all these unnecessary things than to take care of their children. You can imagine when you, you tell a parent to get a book for their child, and the parent, the parent will be like, ah, oh, my my child, uh, he, he bought the book last year. How can you tell your child to use the book he used last year, this year? So they are not just ready. They are not setting their priorities right. But I just feel that the staggered um, attendance really work if the parents and the governments work hand in hand. If the parents are ready to support their children while at home, it is not that yes. they are doing staggered um, attendance. Your child will be at home. Instead of you monitoring the child, you tell the child to go and 
fetch water. I'm not saying they should not work at home. They will send them to one, one place to go and be learning what I don't understand. And they are not monitoring them. When they are supposed to follow up with the lesson at home, mm -hmm. at least it should not take them two hours, three hours, three hours, three hours to do this. You still mm -hmm. want to distract them. Mm -hmm. And I at the end that. of the day, you blame the government. You blame the government for everything. But mm. the parents I, have their share of this. Yes, yes. I like the fact that you mentioned that for staggered attendance to work, the government and the parents need to work hand in hand. I, I like the fact that yes. you're not yes. just focusing on just the teachers. A lot of uh, educational policies and strategies just keep focusing on the teachers. Teachers should do this, teachers, teachers should do that, as if the teachers are the only parts of the system. You know, teachers... Mm. They can only do little because teachers um, only have um, time with the with the learner for about yes. I think yes. six hours in a day. The remaining, you know, the remaining hours of the day, it's the child spends it with spends it with the parents, or with family members, friends, and outside the school. So yes. um, there's yes. only little that the teacher can do. So policies and strategies to stop focusing on only teachers, teachers, teachers. So the government and parents, they need to work hand in hand. You know, private organizations, NGOs, they need to focus on how parents can be fully involved, especially parents yes. who have, who have uh, low incomes or some that even have no incomes. We need to start setting up um, Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi at, at home. For, that can be easily accessible. We need to start setting up a digital hub, you know, outside the school. where learners who will not be in school at the at a particular day can go can go to that hub, something like a, a cafe, to access, you know, learning content that the teacher would have put up there online. You know, you know, since we um, since we've been trained on using teams we have not been able to use it with the learners and i can understand yes. why you know i can understand why there are so many challenges that uh, and so many issues surrounding why they, we have not been able to use this with our learners you know so um i i like that point that you mentioned we need to we need to start involving parents more the world has moved it's no longer about the teachers you'll be shocked that at in 2022 some parents are still complaining that why will a a teacher give my child an assignment that requires me to assist to assist him or her I mean, do you want the teacher to, after teaching your your child in the class, to also follow your child home to sit with your child to do the assignment? If you don't give if you don't give the, the, the child an assignment, the parents will complain. If you give the child an assignment, the parents will complain. You know, parents should not just see themselves as customers; they are partners. The real customer is the student. The real client is the student. Do you understand? You know, and the parents are partners. They are not customers. So, so they should stop. You will hear some parents saying, uh, uh that am I not paying school fees? 
what kind of work <laughs> is this you know maybe maybe because uh, maybe out of frustration you know going to work from morning till night and when they get back the child will come and say ah, mom dad uh uh, my auntie gave me this assignment, my teacher gave me this assignment, and I need your assistance. You know, the next thing that will come out will be like, ah, ah, what, what's wrong with that, your teacher? You know, what kind of assignment <laughs> is this? You know, so I think these are some of the things, these are some of the things that needs to be addressed if staggered attendance would be fully integrated. But I, I so love the staggered attendance idea. I so love it, and I believe that if we begin to introduce it, you know, step by step, one step at a time, and not make it a pandemic mm-hmm. intervention, we would get to the point where it will be fully integrated. Because now, workplaces are already integrating, you know, the work from home, staggered mm-hmm. attendance kind of thing. Because now some parents don't even go to work every day. Since the pandemic and even up till, till now, since the lockdown and up to now, the workplaces have now fully integrated it. So I believe that if workplaces can fully integrate it, schools too, it can be fully integrated to in schools. And then, do you think that uh, even when the learners that are not, that will not be in school on a particular day, do you think that they still have to also be doing something academic at home? Don't you think that they can, um, what other things can they be involved in apart from you know, academic work when they are not in school. What if we look at look at it from that perspective? Okay, if, if they are at home and they are not doing the school work. Like what else can they well, be doing aside school work? You know, if they are doing, okay, I'm yes. going to school on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesdays, I'm not going to go to school. So maybe I'm just going to be attending to only assignments. So if, after doing my assignments, what other things can they be engaged in that would add to their, you know, growth and development aside academic work? Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, there are so many things that the children can do at home if they are not in school or when they are not in school. There are so many things they can learn now that has to do with technology. They can learn web designing or web designer. I don't know what they call this thing. So many things that when we're, we're growing up, we don't even know about. That's that. Coding, robotics, and the like. Robotics, robotics, and that. I've been seeing so many things online that I would just be surprised that what are all these things now that these children that they can learn and they have this fast, fast way of learning. And the thing will just stick there. So, so many things that they can do at home aside learning fashion designing hairdressing and making shoes and all that they can also learn all this technological thing and i know that later in the future they will apply it they will apply it to their way of life it will even help mm-hmm. them academically and even yes. in relating to people around they will mm-hmm. even have connection with the world with children yes. all over the world yes. by learning all this yes web designing, yes. there is a way they do content creating, I'll be creator or whatever. Yes, content creation, yes, <laughs> yes, there's something they so can many, learn. Yes, and some of these things they can apply, yes, some of these things they can apply what they know academically into yes. learning these skills. 
Yes. Even so with this, this way they are the applying. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Even with this, they were the teacher in the class. In the class. Mm -hmm. Some students are even technologically wise than the teacher. They will just come and tell you, ma, there is this thing that we can use for this. And the teacher mm -hmm. will be surprised. Just come, okay, can you please teach us? And they will teach mm -hmm. the class. With that, mm -hmm. they're even impacting their knowledge on others. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I get that. So let's look at uh, assistant teachers. Do you think it's a possible solution? You know, if the government decides to employ assistant teachers, so maybe um, for every classroom that is above, say, maybe 50 students or 60 students, there must be an assistant teacher. So by assistant teacher, we're not even saying that the assistant teacher should teach because the assistant teacher might not uh, have the teacher qualification and teacher certification. We are saying that the assistant teacher is more like the teacher's PA. So helps the teacher in coordinating the class, helps the teacher in um, organizing uh, class activities, helps the teach anything that that can take the load off the teacher's neck you know helps the teacher in sorting scores imputing scores you know helps the teacher in um in handling communications maybe parents communications you know helps the teacher in all those other activities that the teacher is involved in aside the professional part of lesson planning teaching lesson designing you know so is it is it a possible solution is it feasible let's talk about it okay i think the assistant teacher is very much okay and visible to achieve because teachers are actually occupied i wonder how how they will just give teacher the whole thing to do they will tell you to plan for the lesson go to the class they will give you a class teacher job you monitor your class, see whether the class is arranged, the class is swept. Even when exactly. your children are, make, are making noise in the class, job. Oh they, my will, God. they will tell you to go and call the class teacher, even if you're in another class. They will tell you that exactly. your children are making noise. Uh, How fact, do you want me to do it? How do you want me to? They will tell you that your your um, what's it called register, stroke, stroke, and all this, all this thing that you do every time. They will tell you to update your register, update your record, subject attendance. You still have your subject attendance to attend to, your class attendance. And these are things and, that assistant teachers I, can help us with. Yes, even as a class teacher, I still have to monitor my children. They are not in school. Too. Some are not in school today. I have to call the parents. You know, you then can I, I just wait for. Ah. I can just wait for a day or two. I, the next day, I have to, I have to call the parent that. Your, ch your child has not been in school for two days. What happened? Some will say, eh, my child traveled. Some will say the child is sick or something. Okay. I just, I'm just calling to ask. And they will thank me. In fact, I've been doing that for a long time. That if I don't see my, my, my children for two days or sometimes a day, I would have to call the parent that, why was the child not in school? Still this character will do this thing. And I, I will not forget. I'll still go to my class, my normal subject attendance. I'll still take care of that. I'll take care of the assignment, the grade, especially English teacher. I have to mark essay. It's not easy. <laughs> <And> letters. <laughs> Letter writing. 
So oh sometimes I'll just tell them that you have to have a separate book for that's what I do. I, you have to have a separate book for your essay and your letter writing because I cannot collect your English notes and put it on my table for a long time. And I still have to mark for about 400 or 500 students. It's, it's, so, it's really crazy as a, as a subject teacher. And I still have a load, a load of work to do for my class. And they will still bring around that, be okay, please, man, the assembly. We have to do spelling bee. We have to exactly. do extracurricular activities. Okay. They can you say you're on duty. In, I have to be on duty. I have to be in, um, and was it, is all this one called? Debates club, whatever they call this club. <laughs> I have to be in another club. We still have to do that every Wednesday. That one is a lot of work for us. So if we have assistant teacher, we can just now give duties to the assistant teacher, okay. For, for this week, this is what you do. Man, the class, when I'm in my, another class, you'll be in my class, monitor the children and see what they are doing. If the children, are, some are not in the school, try to call the parents. We have the phone numbers, call the parents. Why are they not in school? And some other thing that the person can do. Even the, the, the worst part is during the last period when we are going to vacate for the term, that is when the stress is really much. I tell you, I you tell you. You have to you. close register. That closing mm. is a different thing. And you have to ensure so, that all the exam scripts are marked and recorded. Yes, I have a lot of work. And sometimes that is the week that we do meeting in the school. I still have to write the minutes for that meeting and close the register, close this one, close that, and it's only stressful. So... I know that last week of the term, I'm always stressed. I always feel it. Sometimes I'll forget so many things to do. Because we have too much of work for teachers. If they yes, can just the the teachers just a bit, so much. Too mm -hmm. much. If they can just free the teachers a bit and give them assistant teacher, it will be very, very easier for us. And the work will just be smooth. There will yes. be communication and all to understand and we see each other, one another, as part teacher yes. and the students. Yes, yes. The teacher will also be more effective in the discharge yes, of our duties. Yes, yes. Sometimes I'll go to the class and I'll be like, okay, this week I'm going to do this. But when I get to the class, with the number of students, they will just be frustrating you. Hmm. The frustration is always high. <laughs> you will yes. have learned that this is what you will do this week. They will just come up with plan that you don't understand mm -hmm. and sometimes you know these public schools once they bring their their is it laws or now once they bring the laws or what would i call it they are secular and there is a thing that you want to do for that week once they bring their own um their own program for you their own you program for you everything. you have to stop that work and follow their program and whatever you have planned for that week will just be on hold I can remember there is the niche that they just brought to my school. She came from a, a private school to private school system. And she's not used to this system. And one of the teachers would just call, call her that, ah, me, so, 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 please, I, I want you to do this for me. She would tell them, ma, I'm going to the class. They would say, please, you need to close this register that she didn't start in the first place. Please close this register. We need it. We need to submit it tomorrow. <laughs> I can relate. She would tell me that ah, she can't do that. I'll tell her that see, this is a different system. You just have to key yourself in. So this register that they want to submit, try and do it now. The class can just wait. 
because these are your superiors. They will tell you that you are you are a subordinate. What they call that their term. That's yes, subordination. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just tell that they just try and do whatever they ask you to do now then, but make sure you go to your class too. Or you just let them She's understand well. that you do it later. You do it, but you have to attend to the class. It's very important too. Mm -hmm. So assistant is well. Yes, yes, me. it's possible. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 yes, it's possible. And then if if they are now saying, okay, who do we employ as assistant teachers? There are so many unemployed um, graduates out there. They can so use it many. as a stepping stone to come into the teaching profession. And sure, if they don't sure, want sure. to, if they don't want to bring in people that do not study education, then they can um create this work study plan, which we, which brings me to the. Um, next idea that we want to discuss, the next possible solution we want to discuss, we can we can um, create a work study program for for students of um, faculty of education in universities, you know, in colleges of education, whereby from their first year, you know, they, they don't, we don't have to wait till final year um, teaching practice or yeah. practicum. We can we can start engaging them from their first year. So there's a work study program where um, that is embedded in their schoolwork, where they they are attached to a school, and they are already uh, um, getting acquainted with you know teaching and all of that before they even get to final year. So we don't have to wait um, till final year before they are even exposed to the real world of teaching. That's why most of them, they graduate and there's still this skill gap. They can't just fit in into a school system. What do you think about that? I think that's a very good idea because I'm very sure that that's actually affected me somehow because when we're in school, we only had that the practicum for two times and that didn't take us, the two times didn't take us, didn't last for four months. The two times at different maybe one was at 200 level and the last one was our final year maybe three weeks or so but i know that for those who are who i are think the, the 200 level on was a uh, micro teaching now when i uh, for me i wasn't even attached to any school i was just i was just told to teach my my classmates in one hall that was all uh, no no, no. The, the, the one we, in my own school we did we were, we were attached to a school at those periods, the two times that we had a practicum, we attached to the school. But I, I felt those times that we were in those schools, the, the, the teaching was not really effective. Huh. Even our cooperative teacher were not really giving us the ideas, the right techniques yes, that we they just saw us as someone that they can, yes. you know, pour all of their workload on. Yes, they just feel that this is their free period. Some people are here to assist them and they are not teaching them the right thing to do. Even those supervisors come in, they are just coming to just see whether you are audible in the class, whether you have class management or whatever. They don't want to look at the, the effects of your teaching. So if they are, they are able to um, um, add this to the curriculum of the teach um, the education faculty, really, yeah. it really helped them a long way because they would have already known all these things even before joining mm -hmm. the school system. Mm -hmm. In the school that I am presently now, we have some student teachers there. 
they are not even they are not even doing it well they are not doing it well and the the, the what they call the administrators are not doing the right follow-up they can mm -hmm. just pass memo that okay this this teacher is attached to this person this one is attached there, there is no follow-up and yeah, those ones are not even they are not even ready to learn Mm -hmm. They will not come to you that, sorry, ma, I've been attached to you. They are not even ready to know. Maybe because they see your size, like, why would this one teach me? What will, you, <laughs> what will she teach me? You know, that kind of a thing, because they have big stature yes. and all that. Yeah. So they are, not looking at, they are not looking at the experience that person has, but they are looking yes. at the stature. Wow, what will, what will she And, they, and maybe because they are not even challenged. They are not They're even not challenged. challenged. They are not curious to know what's up. Because the, the, curricu the curriculum they are being and that is being used to even teach them in the university is not challenging enough. It's not, it's, not. it's not applicable to the real world, to the, the real world. life situa yes, yes. situation. You know, I was privileged to supervise about, uh, I think, yeah, I was privileged to supervise four student teachers from the University of Lagos. And I realized that these ones were even curious to know, they were curious to learn. <laughs> But, but there's this big skill gap because I'm wondering they they were trying to prepare instructional materials and they were still using cardboards. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if if we that have left the system, have left this um, university system since 2015, if that's what that's about, that's how many years ago now, if that's what we were exposed to that's what we were taught as instructional material that was creativity for us then how can yeah, it be yeah. that you that you are now in the system in 2022 <laughs> you are still coming out of the system with, with your creative board. idea is cardboard you know what happened to real life objects what happened to ed tech tools that you should be exposed to you know i i, be, I sat them down and i began to expose them to these tools i said you are the ones that are supposed to come into the system to challenge us that oh is yes, this what you are using yes. ah no this is what is in town and this is the latest tool that you can use to ease your work as a teacher so and that also brings me to this um solution that i want us to talk about before we wrap up the show and um it is using um final year students like employing them this time around not even as assistant teachers but employing them and call them pre-service teachers you know create a create a program for them call them pre-service teachers what, what do you think about that such that they are already working this is not teaching practice now this is they have this is the real teaching experience so that that skill gap is apart from help uh, as a solution to manage large classroom it will also bridge that skill gap mm. so let, let's talk mm. about that it's just like doing in university where you say you, go, you are going for a pre-degree for a degree program yeah i think the pre-service teachers will be a good idea are you there Yes, I'm, I'm with you. Yes, it would be a good idea for, for the government to introduce such that the teachers are already almost in the system. They are trained at every opportunity. They are, they are given the opportunity to be trained and retrained such that when they enter the system, they are able to, to fill that post, that position above, how will I put it, 
to fill the gap. Yes, yes. yes. So they already experienced. They know what to do. They know how to mm -hmm. deal with a large class. This is not that somebody who is coming from a, a, a system where you have 25 students or 20 students in the class coming to a large class. It will be a shock to the person. Before the person mm -hmm. can absorb into that, it will take a time. But when the person is already having an experience of such class and how to deal with the system, what to bring in, how to go about it, with that, with that, government needs to bring in so many ideas like technology, ideas that are realistic. Do just uh -huh. come and give us ideas that will not work for a, a, a large number of class. Stop uh -huh. telling us to do this. I know that that particular thing will not work for us. Exactly. You know, most times these yes, ideas are excellent. They are beautiful. It's but... achievable. You know, is it feasible? Is it applicable to the kind of situation that we find ourselves in? The kind of, kind of classroom situations that we find ourselves in. So talking about these pre-service teachers, I, uh, I remember there was a time the government said that they were proposing to start paying um, students of education 70,000 naira thereabouts as an yes, incentive yes, to yes. encourage people you know, so that they can increase the supply of qualified teachers to encourage more people mm -hmm. to apply to study education. So instead of doing that, instead of just paying them seventy thousand naira to study, why when they were not paying them seventy thousand naira, people were studying, they were yes. graduating, despite <laughs> all the strike actions and no ah, abi. So instead of doing that, why not um integrate them into the system, you know? attach them under somebody, give them a, a mentor teacher that is functional so that by the time they are done with four years of, of studying education, by the time they, they are coming out as an updated teacher, not just a qualified teacher, but an updated yeah. teacher, you know, that is up to date with all the um, um, recent, you know, development in the educational system it's been such an interesting time discussing this with you i don't know if there are any other possible solutions that you've thought of or that you think can be applied aside what you have mentioned so far like the staggered attendance the assistant teachers and the pre-service teachers i think we have we have talked about so many of, of those things that we need to do okay. just that we just need to Whatever we are going to do, we should make um, ideas or suggestions that will work for that system. Yes, I get and that. And the pre-service teacher is a good idea. They should be able to pay them for valuable things. If they are valuable thing that they are working on, if we want them to be, if we want to get um, education students, we want to be paying them. It's just that you are paying them for free. Just if you, if you say you're paying them, most people, even if they are not interested in education, they will rush to that place because they want to get the money. Exactly. But when you exactly. tell them that you are, we are paying you for this, you are going to work, you are going to give feedback, and there should be effective mm -hmm. follow-up on that. Mm -hmm. Then they will know that yes, we are I, going in for I, a serious business. I, I, I love what you just mentioned now because that, that idea, you see, it is nice, it is great. You are we're going to be empowering um students of the faculty of education but then you're going to also be attracting people that are not interested 
in the work. Yes. They're only interested in the pay. They just they they'll just see applying for a, um, a degree in education as another source of income. When it can be, you know, when they can be better engaged, you know, yes, to be able yes, to earn yes. that money that you want to give them. Thank you so much, Idowu Veronica. I must say that Idowu Veronica is a, um, a junior high school teacher in um, Lagos State, Lagos State's public school. And um, it's been such an interesting time speaking with you, Veronica. Any final words to teachers generally that are managing large classrooms? You know, let them know that they are not alone. You know, just give them something to hold, hold on to. Yes, I will just encourage everyone to be consistent. And we hope that we are going to have that school that we want, that place that we want to get to. We are going to achieve it one day. We should not relent. We should always pray for strength. Like me, I pray for strength that I will never go back on my words. I will continue to be that teacher that I want to be. No matter what, whatever I'm facing in the school, no matter whoever I'm dealing with, whether I'm, I'm dealing with old teachers, old school ideas teachers, arcade, I will like call them, but I still want to believe that I will achieve that purpose. Let us just be consistent and we should not go back on our words we should just believe yes. that we are going to achieve it yes thank you so much consistency cannot be overemphasized it's it's very important you must be your own hype woman and um, it's also important to state that if you are managing a large classroom and you are now we are also working in a toxic um, school if you feel like it's telling on your mental health or on your life on your safety your security i think it is okay to leave it's okay to leave yes it's okay to leave your life is more important it's okay to leave don't um, say in the name of consistency or what will people say how people see you and all of that still remain in a toxic environment mm -hmm. so after make sure you seek help because i know what large classrooms can do to teachers as mm -hmm. as a human being veronica idowu is also an active english teacher um i mean an active listener on this show and i'm so happy that this time around she's on the show as a speaker have a wonderful and a beautiful weekend ahead enjoy yes, yes. your weekend thank you for listening bye for now this episode of teachers talk radio has been made possible with support from witherslack group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind.
The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you. Providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out! Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. Witherslack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.